Uh, this is home time. Two giggling kids, very much ready for the weekend <laughs> and contractually doing work until seven. Uh, so my daughter, our daughter, who is, uh, she was one in September. I don't know what technically that makes her age-wise. I'm quite one. bad at maths. Yeah, let's call it one. Let's round it, <laughs> round it down to the nearest number. She started whistling. What? She can't talk yet, but she started whistling. That's a real skill. Yeah, I would I would say down in terms of like development of doing stuff, like, you know, clicking your fingers and yeah. whistling is quite late down the line, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yes. She started whistling. Mate, I don't want to... Um, you might have a different uh, outlook on this kind of thing, but um, I'd wheel her in for the next set of uh, Britain's Got Talent auditions. Thank you very... I th- that's what I was just saying the other night. I think we could make a bit of money out of this. Maybe but- charge people £5, come and see the whistling kids. <laughs> the whistling kids. <laughs> you know, give her a little flat cap, dress her something out of... So uh, I, I take it it's tuneless so far. At the moment, it's like... <whistles> but I reckon, couple of weeks... Get me on a piano, I can get a tune going with her. (laughs) If you were up for £5 to watch The Whistling Kid, get in touch. I tell you what, we were talking earlier in the week about you and I and this new band that we're going to form called The Crockpots. The Crockpots, yeah. (laughs) We can wheel her on as warm-up. Fear up first, doing a bit of whistling. Oh, this is going to be so good. You're not with me on Monday, are you? I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, it's fine, it's fine. I know you've got a nice long weekend ahead of you. Oh. Uh, Godspeed on the roads. Oh. Uh, I'm beginning to worry for you a little bit. You did say to us on yesterday's show uh, that the last time you journeyed down to Devon, seven-hour drive. Oh, it was awful. It was one of the worst drives I've ever done in my life and, and our little one, fair play, was kicking off because we were stuck in traffic for ages. And your mitigating circumstances uh, for this time round is you, you've got this portable DVD player to play seven hours potentially of something special with Mr Tumble. <laughs> yeah, I've got... That's the only DVD we've got. Uh, and so we're going to... Yeah, if we're, if it's seven hours again, that will be... This is season eight of something special on CBBS with Mr Tumble. It'll be seven hours of Justin. Do you know what? If that was our car, it'd be seven hours of tears because I don't know what it is. Obviously, you know, if you've got a toddler or you, you've had a child in the last 10, 15 years, you'll be familiar with the work of Justin on CBeebies. He's a legend. He's an institution. Whenever he comes on, particularly his current show, Justin's House with some kind of robot. Robert the Robot. Rocco just cries. Oh, really? Yes. So I could be in the kitchen washing up and then you'll just hear tears and he'll, he'll, he'll come Go, waddling uh, out. Uh, is, it, is it the ro- you sure it's not the robot that scares him? Because I can see where the robot might be a bit weird. Although my other half, Katie, fancies Robert the robot. That's weird. <laughs> is he scared of the robot or is he scared of Justin? I think you could be right. I think he's scared of the robot, but by association in all <laughs> Justin's other programmes, when Justin comes on, it's like, that's the robots, mate. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> he knows him. I mean, sometimes Sometimes, though, in life, you get these things that you're just absolutely petrified of for no apparent reason. Could be like a family member or yeah. something like that, just start crying. Uh, for example, Thea, our, our youngest, if she sees anyone with a big beard, just starts crying. <laughs> She's got beard fear. For me, when I was a kid, uh, old-fashioned um, car washes. Really? Petrified of the car wash. It's really? Blub. Like, I would lose it. My Are you over it now? Not as much as you think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the barbecues just have to be a summer thing. I think an autumn or a winter barbecue is perfectly acceptable. No, I like it. Big coats on and barbecue exactly. in the Exactly. It's just a different feel. You might not necessarily be doing uh, burgers and sausages, etc. Weirdly, if you do um, like wintry barbecue, daytime seems deranged. Nighttime seems fine. Why the other fine? day, the other day, we got one of those disposable barbecues yep. and uh, started toasting the old marshmallows. Very nice. See, that's that's your winter activity. 
before barbecuing. But then I witnessed what I thought was the most decadent beast of behaviour ever. So obviously, if all you're doing is toasting marshmallows, mm. the, the need for the barbecue finishes pretty quickly. Yeah. And then it needs to be put out. Yeah. My wife just picks up this bottle of Prosecco <laughs> that she hasn't quite finished. <laughs> <laughs> just poured it all over the barbecue. Oh, wow. To put the barbecue out. That's uh, that's uh, that's pretty flat. It's about it? an eight, it's about eight quid bottle of prosecco. That's how you imagine people like a multi multi millionaire would put out, you know, yeah. some form of a fire. Just chuck a bit of prosecco on it. Yeah, I just don't think they've uh, got a disposable barbecue from co-op though. Well, the, the weird thing is, right? We've started using uh, vinegar in a bottle to clean our work surfaces and stuff. That for me seems flash, <laughs> and that's just vinegar. I mean, come on. Maybe we should try prosecco. Fascinated and obsessed, of course, with the football being back uh, tomorrow, obviously, after the international break, which we've talked about on the show before, which is dead boring. But I'm fascinated and obsessed with uh, the fact that someone has leaked the Chelsea Football Club team player fines list. Yes. This is unbelievable. It's like a, a thing that's been framed. So Frank Lampard, the manager, has obviously had it put it on the wall so all the players know what's going on. And I can see where he's coming from because obviously he's got a load of young players who's so trying to show them the right way. Mm -hmm. Listen to some of these things they get fined for. Uh, late reporting for training, £2,500 fine. Yep. Late in the gym for pre-activation, sounds interesting, £1,000. <laughs> uh, late for start of training, £20,000. Twenty thousand pounds. If you wow, late for team meetings, five hundred quid a minute. Uh, and I love this one and, and this is something that I would like to bring into almost like transport or the workplace as well phone ringing during team meal or meeting a thousand pounds that's incredible but isn't that amazing wouldn't you like to have your own fines list for your own workplace I tell you if it was for this workplace here and it was similar rules we'd be broke we would be broke we'd get fined a lot of things <laughs> yeah. but like what about one for someone using your mug and I, I'm, I'm, I would be fine for this because I use them quite a bit but you know sometimes people have got their own like Miami mug and you yep. think I'll have that I'll just use that Imagine getting a 500 quid fine for that. Yes. Uh, what about a, uh, a a fine for losing your pass and asking to borrow someone else's? I would literally <laughs> be bankrupt. <laughs> oh, I see what you've done there. <laughs> this has backfired on me. I think I might be a little bit out of touch. I was queuing up uh, in a petrol station earlier today. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, sometimes on the counter in petrol stations, all sorts of stuff for sale. Your Toblerones, <laughs> yeah. whistles, lights, that exactly. kind of thing. Exactly. There was uh, a beanie hat for sale. Uh, but, you know, you've got, like, the doubled-over rim of the beanie hat. Yeah. On that, right at the front, that would be at the front of your forehead, as opposed to the back of your forehead. <laughs> yeah. This beanie hat had uh, an LED light Whoa, whoa, kind whoa, of, whoa. Kind of like a head torch or like the lamp a miner might have when they go down to mine. So what, you you can wear a hat out and about and then what, you would click the button on the front? You'd you click the button see. on the front and you can see things. But it's on a beanie hat. That's it looked weird. ridiculous. And I'm stood there in the queue thinking to myself, who on earth is buying one of those? <laughs> who is buying one of those? Well, I'll tell you who was, the lady in front of me in the queue. Oh, wow. She's just stood there and suddenly picks one up and I'm thinking, you're kidding me. Because I'm thinking this is, uh, this is for old fellas isn't it? Our fellas walking the dog in the morning. Not not what you know, the lady in front of you in the queue, surely. <laughs> Tweet us at Absolute Radio if you if you actually would have use for a beanie hat with a torch on the front, because I'm intrigued. I'll eat my hat. Literally eat my hat if anyone out there uses these damn things. I might have to retract my comment about the beanie hat with the lights. 
What? What do you mean? <laughs> so many people saying they'd love one. No, come on. Billy tweets to say, great for night fishing and dog walkers. Richie, you're too metropolitan to get the need. Yeah, something to do with the word dog in the night time, yeah. but you know what I mean? <laughs> See what uh, you're up to. Donna says, I'm doing an outdoor crime scene and this is perfect. What? She just confessed. <laughs> You're supposed to not do that. <laughs> do it in the book afterwards. Craig says, handy for looking into people's front rooms at night. There's a definite theme going on here. <laughs> oh, well, maybe I do need exactly. one. Exactly. Yes. Uh, Lisa says, this would be great for camping when you go to the toilet in the middle of the night. And Taffy Baggy, great name. Uh, I'm not sure it's his real name, could just be a Twitter profile. You can get them with earphones as well. Great for fishing. Oh, do you know what? Fair enough. Put us down for a pair. Home time with Bush and Richie. It is Absolute Radio on a Friday night. Good to have you lot on board. Yesterday on the show, uh, we were asking about things that you always said you'd never own or never would do, and then you end up gone and done it. Yeah. Uh, I if um, if I had twenty four hours worth of knowledge, I would have added to the list. Owning a leaf blower. I'd love to own a leaf blower now. I've always said I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I, I've made do with me rake. But seriously, the last this, this this last week, if I never saw another leaf in my life, I'd be happy. It's a nightmare. Previously, when you didn't give a monkeys about your back garden, uh, I imagine leaf wise, you just, just let them fall there. Let them fall, put, mulch the away. Up. Do what you want. Be autumn. Kids can play in them. You can jump in them. It's autumn and stuff like that. Now you've got a. Um, Wembley Stadium you got it. quality, you've got to keep them off, haven't you? Yeah, I have indeed. So I would not be surprised if come Monday I'm owning a leaf blower. How much is it? Are they expensive leaf blowers? I haven't yet done the uh, the research on this, but I'm hoping, I'm really hoping, they retail for under 100 quid. There's an interesting story, though. Do you see this story in the paper about leaf blowers being bad for insects? What? Uh, here's the headline, leaf blowers fatal to declining insects, Germans warn. They've warned the Germans about it. The German government has warned against the use of leaf blowers over concerns for insects in the environment. Uh, they say that leaf blowers are too loud, they pollute the air, and they pose a fatal threat to insects. I would go back to the Germans and say the reason that I want a leaf blower is to clear my lawn, which is grass, of leaves to try and make it a good lawn for next summer. And what lives in the lawn? Insects. Damn right, you've run rings around them right there. Yeah. Sing Hosanna, it's nearly the weekend. Bush and Richie here with Home Time. An extra reason to be excited about the weekend. I don't want to sound unpatriotic, but oh my goodness, I'm so bored when it's international weeks. So the football is back. Yes. The Premier League is back. And I know there's football outside of the Premier League, but I've missed it. And what a weekend it's going to be. Obviously, rock and roll football uh, with the two mats uh, tomorrow afternoon uh, from two over on Absolute Radio. But Jose Mourinho's first weekend as Spurs manager. What a week. Mad. And there's quite a lot of Spurs fans at this radio station that oh, work. And producers, ever. Ben Burrell in the afternoons and mm. stuff as well. And they've just been walking around in like a bit of a, a daze, haven't they? I've never seen such glum faces at the announcement of a new manager. They do seem very, very sad about the whole thing. Yeah. I, I, they all seem to love Mauricio Pochettino. They, you know, sometimes you just have a love for someone. Yeah. They seem to love the man. Yeah. God bless him. Um, I'd love it if he came to Arsenal. <laughs> can't be doing that now. I can. Is that what this is all about? Trying to put out um, <laughs> feelers? Trying to put out some just, messages? Just want Potts to know. So, so what? On behalf of Arsenal fans? I know, but you've got your lovely fellow who, who looks like, you know, Dracula off of the Muppets. <laughs> this lovely bloke, but he's as good a manager as Dracula as well. So what we're saying on this show right now is if you, if you, if you know you're in the circle of confidence of Mauricio Pochettino, nudge him in the direction of Arsenal. Have a word. Sol did it and look what happened there. So I think 
think I've mentioned this before on the show that uh, my other half, Katie's going through this kind of eco drive in our house at the moment. And which is good. Which is a good thing. And she's trying to stop the amount of plastics that's clogging up the ocean and everything, which is great. And that has led to a ban in the house on not having any shower gel, not allowed shower gel bottles. Yeah, we went through that for about a fortnight. Oh, really? Um, we're still weathering the storm on ours. So um, she bought this kind of really gnarly, horrible organic soap, which felt like I was lathering myself up on the soap that you might have in a public toilet. So I thought, if I have to have soap, I'm getting my own soap. So I've gone proper retro and I've bought some imperial leather soap. So you've bought a renegade soap just for yourself? Oh, a four-pack of imperial leather. And you know what? When you put some water on it and, and lather it up, it takes you right back to like an old bed and breakfast. <laughs> now that is the soap that's got like an embedded logo on one side. It's like isn't a gold it? bar. It's like a bu- it's like bullion. I could never work out whether you were meant to display proudly the imperial leather logo or whether when you put it in your soap receptacle oh, yeah. it's meant to be upside down. What is the leather etiquette? The letiquette. Letiquette. Are you suggesting it might be like a holder for the soap? I'm, I'm wondering whether it is because if you think my mind. if you think about a lot of these soap receptacles, they've got a hole in obviously for water to drip through. Yeah, but it's the same size as. But it's the same size as. If this is true, <laughs> this is a game changer because I mean I'm two bars of me four through of this thing, and I, <laughs> and I need to start using it in a different way. Please clarify. You can tweet us right now at Absolute Radio. Soap chat on home time. Here's a great song, Phil Collins. Jesus, he knows me, and he knows, knows I'm, I'm fine. I've been talking to Jesus. Jesus. Do you remember that song? What love song? It. Love it, but love a bit of Genesis. Turns out it was a little bit of a prediction because... Uh, he's not, is he? <laughs> no, he's not. Imagine uh, if it turned out that he was actually Jesus. <laughs> well, there are people in Mexico that are raising the question right now because a 22-foot-tall uh, statue has gone up in the central Mexican state of Zacatecas. Oh, yeah, I know the one. I'm sure I've pronounced that right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Google it, have a look. It's Phil Collins. It really is It's Phil really Collins. not meant to be. It's meant to be baby Jesus. But, oh my goodness, you would not look at it and think it is. You would absolutely look at it and think it's Phil Collins. Well, the second coming hasn't happened yet, has it, apparently? Uh, so we can't rule out the fact if this uh, if this <laughs> little carving is is to be accurate. Our producer there, just the sound of him, just literally witnessing Phil Collins as Jesus. Maybe it is Phil Collins. It's incredible. Maybe it is Phil Collins. If you do anything right now as you waste your final minutes at work of the week, Google Phil Collins Jesus. Our Phil who art in heaven. Do you have an issue with remembering people's names when you're under pressure? Uh, when I'm under pressure, absolutely. The worst thing is, I don't know if anyone else can get with this, where you go to a scenario and you know that you're going to be asked to introduce maybe even like a little group of people to, say, you, your partner or whatever, and then the, the, the worst thing possible happens, your mind goes blank <laughs> and you can't come up or remember the name of someone you've worked with for like 15 years. Yeah, cold sweats, everything. I was just thinking about this the other day. I suffer from this really badly to the point where I will go through in my head what people's names are if I can see them coming towards me. It's like I need like a failsafe. I was thinking, right... The technology, right? You've got mobile phones that apparently are listening to all our phone calls and conversations Mm -hmm. even when we're not on them or whatever. You've got mobile phone technology mixed in with the fact you've got GPS so people know where other people are. You know, you've got um, that thing where you can see where your phone is or whatever. Yeah, find my friend. Find my friend, etc. And on top of that, you've got all of the faces of all of your friends on your Facebook that's probably on your phone. And facial recognition. Can't the next thing that your your Alexas and your, your, your little phone assistants help you with... Just a little earpiece. It just gives you a little tell 
little bit of information. A little bit like if you've got a wire going up the back of your shirt and, you get, and you're doing some <laughs> cheating gambling in a casino. Just telling you what that person's name is. I reckon Google, you remember they gave up on the Google Glasses? Yes. They yes. need to bring them oh, back. That is That's a brilliant what idea. it's used for. Google Glasses and then a little microphone that says, his name's Neil, his wife Jenny works in accounts. He's got halitosis, keep back. going to miss all the fun of the fair on Sunday night though uh, just before Absolute Radio live at the London Palladium raising money for Stand Up to Cancer Absolute Radio unleashed round the corner and a little pub that I've booked uh, there's going to be a little variety show certainly is uh, for, uh, for prize winners uh, and the lineup is now booked so just uh, forgive me if i just run through just to help people so they know you know like you go into a festival and you're trying to uh, pick which bands and actually you can go and see yeah. so you might have first up you might have claire sturgis doing some uh pretend shooting with a toy gun you got it yep secondly uh champers rapping to the cnc music factory correct uh, dyson and berry offer breakfast having a staring competition yeah best of three and then you're going to put a vest on and f- actually arm wrestle leona <laughs> That, that is the headline on the bill, yes. I'm, I'm thinking that's the main event. <laughs> yeah. That is the main event. Standing room only, folks. Standing room only. If people want to buy a ticket last minute, I mean, I, I'm hearing that. I'm thinking Tyson Fury level. Is there any way they can get in? <laughs> uh, I think the only thing now, uh, you, you, you're not going to physically be able to be there on the day. Richie, Richie, um, pay per view. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Pay per view. Our friends at Skybox Office. Get involved now. 25 quid. <laughs> Oh my god, that'd be so good pay per view. <laughs> <laughs>